the Montreal Canadiens announced a key hiring on Tuesday. Who? What? When? Where? Who will she be working with? What does she bring to the table? And what she likes most about Marty St. Louis, the coach. We'll discuss player development with assistant coach in the KHL with Torpedo, Midjagare, who knows a thing or two about player development, coming up on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinaro. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast, and yes, brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Look at this baby. Look at her. Huh? Huh? This one here, the red can, is 7.9%. I love this baby. I really do because it's intense. Like marinero. By nature, like marinero. The beer, for those who follow their instincts, like marinero, and live their passions, like marinero, in order to make their mark. And that's why I love this beer. And Lakash. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, well, you need to start going out a little bit more. But it's time you go back to Lacage because the menu will surprise you. And I can't wait to go back and have myself a half rack of ribs. Hmm. And that all-dressed baked potato. Hmm. And those all-dressed nachos. Hmm. Let me stop now because I'm not going to end up following through on the podcast and I'm getting hungry. All right, okay. We're talking player development. And Tuesday was a big day for the Montreal Canadiens because they announced that they hired the best women's hockey player in the world. The best women's hockey player ever. Marie-Philippe Poulain. And joining me to talk player development is Mitch Jaguer, who's an assistant coach for Torpedo in the KHL. He's joined us before on the Sick Podcast. Here he is. How you doing, bud? Doing good. What about you? Very, very good. Thank you very much. Uh, wow. What a signing, right? This one really made a splash for many, many reasons. But let's bring it up. Take a look at this resume. 15 medals. Three golds at the Olympics. Scored in every gold medal Olympic game she's ever played. Team Canada captain. Marie-Philippe Poulain is definitely a winner. Mitch, when you first heard this news, you thought what? I didn't believe it, to be honest with you. I thought it was a joke, maybe. Uh, like, I mean, and, and no disrespect, but it was like, is that real? They're, they're, they're moving forward, uh, already making big splash. And uh, I just scrolled down on Twitter, and I was like, wow, they made a big move there, and they want to assure that first thing first, they're 
picking up, like you said, the best woman in the world as a hockey player by far. Not even sure somebody's going to be close to her. And obviously, she's she knows the game. Um, so I was happy. I was happy for the Habs. I was yeah. happy for her. And obviously, I was happy for women's overall because we always said, like, um, it's tough for them once in a while. They don't have the chance and whatever we're seeing. So I was I was really impressed by that move, and I'm really happy for, for both sides, I guess. Yeah, when I um, when I first saw the news, I said, hold on a second here. She's not done playing yet. And then you read a little bit further and you see that it's as a consultant. And of course, as you know, a consultant doesn't have to be working full time. They can work part time. But it's it's uh, it, you know, it's um, what I love about it is being very aggressive and being very proactive to say we've identified someone that we really want to be part of our organization. And even though she's still playing you know, we'll take her advice and her help on a part-time basis. And here's hoping that when her career is over, she goes full-time with us. And by then she'll have settled in. And this is, this is, um, this is big on so many levels. I find. Yes. You're, you're there, right? Like, I mean, if the Habs doesn't sign her this year, she probably received 20, 25 offers next year and probably more money and probably more things so now it's going to be a matter of what she really want to do so they they try to lock her right away no matter how many hours she's going to be able to put every weekly monthly yearly um they, they just want to be sure that we have her because like you said they wanted her they yeah. they did everything to take her on their side with the team and we got to work around if she can only work two hours a week because she still want to play let's deal with that but at least we're going to have her for one two five ten fifteen years who knows but at least we we have signed her right now to stay with us yeah let's hear from jeff molson when asked uh what does marie philippe poulain bring to the table the most important thing uh, for Kent and Jeff, who really are the, are the two people that are going to be working uh, most closely uh, with Marie-Philippe, um, is um, her quality as a hockey person. Um, she's a winner. She knows how to win. Um, and our players uh, are young, and they need to learn that as well. And I think that's probably the biggest priority. Uh, but at the same time, um, we, tick, we tick many boxes uh, with, with uh, Marie-Philippe. We uh, not only get somebody... Um, who is very competent in hockey development, player development, also is passionate about analytics, um, and also is a woman. And I think having all three in our organization is a big win for us. It's clear that the Montreal Canadiens are going to pay a lot more attention to analytics and really try to um, to find some stats or look at some data that maybe others are not, right? But they've really put an onus on analytics uh, especially in the last month or so. Yeah, they made big splash. And, and, and it was crazy to think if we go back only a couple of months ago that the Montreal Canadian didn't have anything about stats, people. And and that, that, that was crazy. Adding her, it's going to mean obviously she will not work with stats. And she, she's not, a, uh, I don't know how to say it, but a, a geek girl like working well, on stats. Coach, but, coach yeah. if I can, I'm sure the Canadians uh paid one of these companies in the past to provide them with certain data right i'm sure they did not stay away from sure. the analytics completely right i'm sure, sure they were they probably have hockey iq or something like that that sportsnet is using they, it's impossible they didn't have a single data but now adding people 
creating a group of people that will work with the coaches and, and scouts and videos and everything that a big splash and again i think adding her it's more i think the culture or what she can bring as a hockey player because she won everywhere and i see it the same way as you know in the playoff you always look at okay that team doesn't win because the stanley cup because they don't have anyone who has won a stanley cup before so they they do trades with players with baggage experience and everything so i can see it the same way as she won everywhere she was the captain uh, i remember in a if i can years. it was like yes. when the montreal pardon me it was like when the montreal canadians went out and they acquired joel edmondson and they acquired Corey perry and they went out and they acquired eric stall i mean they wanted and they acquired jake allen they wanted to acquire stanley cup champions so they can bring them into their locker room so that when they got to the playoffs you know they would have been there already they went through it, they won cups, and they would have been able to show some of the younger players or the other players the way. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with her. And yeah. I remember she said in an interview, uh, the first time she was named captain for the Olympic Games, um, she said, I was good, but I should have asked more questions because I didn't feel great. I didn't, I didn't feel okay with everything, what was going on. So she's been there, done that. She know what to work with, what not to do she had so much experience that she's going to be able to share with the youngsters the 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 prospect even if it's just a woman now we're not talking oh it's, it's a woman or no it's a hockey player it's hockey no matter if you're a woman on you're playing on a woman's side or men's side yeah, the experience yeah. at winning gold it's priceless no matter where yeah, you're yeah. playing so that will bring that big part um obviously Coach, with your work with Torpedo in the KHL, um, how much did you and your team rely on analytics or not? And what kind of analytics can would you be able to divulge what some of those analytics were exactly? What were you looking at? Well, we had plenty of analytics that we could use, to be honest with you, uh, because we had four or five different websites was doing all the tracking on the ice and, and all that stuff. But to be honest with you, our head coach was not a big, and I will not say he's not against stats, but we were only using the one that we thought could be really helpful in in the short term. The only reason is because in the KHL, you mid-team, lowest team, you have a new team basically every year because good players are leaving for more money. So you don't really can bill for, let's say, the next three or four years. So that was the biggest difference. But again... Can you tell me which stat that was that you were paying attention to? For us, face-off, but not the overall face-off. I mean, if it's a face-off neutral zone, mid-game, for us, it doesn't matter. It was more like five uh, power play, PK, uh, end of the game, uh, you know, those things, rushes, just control it, rushes, uh, dump in, dump out, same thing on the breakout, more stats that we will be able to work with our players by developing them. Let's say uh, breakout, if it was a chip, if it was a tape to tape, or if it was a giveaway turnover, we could rely on that to work with the player the next, pra the next practice to say, look, we you only had like... Uh, 30% of success on passes. So we could go through the video with them and start working. Okay, here what happened, here what happened. So we could work. Um, shots, obviously. And we uh, since I was there, we put the uh, Royal Road. It's a stats that uh, the quality of the shot from
from green, yellow, and red shot. Uh, and this is it because everything else could could we have done more? Yes, but at the end of the day, the players over there doesn't really watch the stats anyway, um, and and it's easy to get lost. It is, and stats you can say whatever you want on a good oh, side, of course, yes, and negative side. So it's always it's always tricky. But when you have people that is that's this is their job, and yeah. they are working with the coaches, that makes us our, our life way way easier. You spoke about face-offs before. One of the things that uh, I would probably like to see, or I think would be cool, is knowing what players' records are on draws against other players. So I'm Nick Suzuki, and I go up against, uh, you know, Connor McDavid. You know, over the course of my career, the amount of times I've played him, or I go up against Austin Matthews because they play each other more often in the division, for example, right? Yeah. So how does Nick Suzuki do against Austin Matthews on faceoffs? How does he do versus, uh, you know, Kerfoot on faceoffs? How does he do versus Jason Spets on faceoffs? How does he do versus, you know, some of these players on, and, and then, you know, you're a coach and you have that information available to you. You'll know, you know what, against Austin Matthews, okay, I might have, uh, you know, a defensive zone face-off or an offensive zone face-off, but even though if I have an offensive zone face-off and it probably makes sense to put Suzuki, maybe I should put Dvorak because Dvorak does a lot better on face-offs versus Austin Matthews. But anyway, I'm getting away from stuff here. Marie-Philippe <laughs> um, Poulain was asked which players in particular she'll be working with. Listen carefully. How many different types of players you'll be working with? Will it just be prospects on the development side, or will you be working with the NHL players as well? Yeah, I think so far it's going to be with the prospect. I think uh, becoming uh, closer with them, getting to know them on the ice, off the ice, uh, coming up with a, a plan how to make them better, how to get improved uh, on the ice. I think that's going to be uh, a challenge, but very exciting, and it's going to be uh, uh, exciting to be working with the new prospect. All right. She'll be working with prospects. And they're going to map out, you know, things to work on, things to improve on, and how to get them better. Um, how much player development did you do in the KHL, or was that not for you with the with the pro team, or was it something that you were able to do after practice? How much experience do you have in it? And if you were working player development with the Montreal Canadiens, what are some of the things you'd work on with some of their players? So let's let's take me. Uh, last year we had a, a second round pick by. Fedotov by the Coyotes, Arizona. So I reach out to them, um, say, "Hey, look, guys, I'm I'm here now. Can we uh, can we work something around? Because obviously, uh, language barriers is huge because the kid doesn't speak English and the team doesn't speak Russian. So so I, I try to be the between guy. So I'll say the way we worked with him, uh, it was the same thing with other players who got drafted. Um, Weekly, I was calling Lee Stampniak, who's the uh, person in charge, and we were going through uh, the games. Obviously, what he's seen on his side, on my end, and the funniest thing was basically we saw the same same thing at ninety nine point nine percent. So that oh, that was wow. easier for us. And uh, he didn't really send me anything to uh, okay, you should do that drill or this drill. But because we really connect on what we saw both, I said okay, I'm going to work on this this week create a, just a little plan overview of what I'm going to work uh, around this weekend. He said, yes. And after the week, calling back, seeing how everything went. And uh, we that, that was the way we we, we worked together. Uh, in practice, for us, we 
had the whole day. So if I want to jump on the ice 30 minutes before or prior to the practice, I was allowed to. If I wanted to stay 30 minutes after, I was allowed to. So obviously, sometimes before a practice, um, I love working with the players. So I was hoping on the ice, hoping on the ice, and uh, having a couple of players working on could be skating, shooting, uh, skills, body position, puck protection, same thing at the end of the practice. And more often I was doing it, more players wanted to jump with me on the ice because they saw that, well, we're getting better and guys seems to have fun. So, and because I always try to make it fun, so it's not kind of a all uh, skating and up and down and stop and start. So that that's the way we, we were working. If I was working with the Habs, the biggest thing that I've, I've noticed throughout the years is the communication, but not only with, with the players, obviously it has to be there, but with the coaches. I think that's the most, that's the most important thing. And maybe not the head coach because he had a lot on his plates uh, on his plate, but assistant coach or the skills coach. So everyone can work together. That's the biggest thing. And following them, watching them, and not only on, on, on video, but going there, you know, creating your schedule so you can go tonight in Montreal and tomorrow in Ottawa and next week in Winnipeg or wherever it is. And yeah. maybe if you can go on the ice and watch practice, that's a big plus as well. Yeah. If I was a coach, I would double shift my best players. And by the way, that's the sick merchandise that I'm wearing Right now, you can go to sportbuffshop.com, use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. You can actually shop all your sports licensed lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts of your favorite teams from all major leagues. And once again, our sick merchandise. All right, okay. Back on April 5th, you put out a tweet. Mm. I'm sure you remember what it was, right? Yeah, hard to not remember. Okay, so what you did was you put out a tweet and you said to everyone, look at this. This is what Marty St. Louis was going over one practice with Cole Caulfield, and this is what Cole Caulfield was able to do. Let's see if we can bring it up here for those who are watching on video. Gallagher. There you go. All right. Look at that. That's a goal that Cole Caulfield scored versus the Ottawa Senators. And prior to him scoring that goal, you saw the images at practice. He was showing Caulfield that when you get the puck, they're probably going to get in the shooting lane and they're going to try and block it. So what you're going to do is you're going to pump fake the slap shot. You're going you're gonna to move around. You're going to go to the outside and then you're going to shoot it from there. Pretty much that, correct? Correct. All right, okay. You see, I could be a coach if you're looking you for can. I could be, be a coach. All right, here's... All kidding aside, here's Marie-Philippe Poulain. When asked what she likes most about Martin Saint-Louis, the coach. I had the chance to, to watch him as a player and obviously watch Martin as a hockey coach and uh, seeing from an outside perspective the, the way he's been connecting with the players is something that right away uh, caught my eyes. Uh, just seeing little clips on the ice and seeing them having like one that really uh, popped was the video with Cole Caulfield where he just showed him how to take that fake slap shot and move around and take that shot and right away in the couple next game uh, you see Cole and trying it. I think that's something right away says a lot how much he connects with the with the players and obviously really looking forward to, to share with them and connect with them and learning more about the games. 
You, Mitch Jaguer, are the one that brought that up in a tweet back on April 5th. And Marie Philippe Poulain said, the one that most caught my attention from Marty St. Louis, the coach, was when he was showing Cole Caulfield how to fake that slap shot, go around the player, then take it. She was talking about the video you put up, my friend. That's wild. I, I, I missed that part today. So, yeah, but like, this is this is a good thing about him and her she already fall in love with the way he's working and she knows that she can rely on him and obviously it's going to be vice versa so both going to be able to rely on each other and both went through the same um story kind of like they're winners everywhere they've been uh they try to achieve their work ethic is above the chart so But yeah, listening to her saying that uh, she likes the video and, and and the way they're working, it's uh, it's cool for sure. You're, re you're ready because you're going to be a regular on the Sick Podcast going forward. You know that, eh? I know. I'm waiting on it. I I, I love your work. You know that. Thanks for joining me. Tell your friends about it, okay? They can yes. follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Mitch, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. All right, Marinero, that's it for this podcast. I have to go get on my treadmill because this is what I do. I work and then I play. MatrixHomeFitness.ca. Bring it home the way I did and discover a club quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit MatrixHomeFitness.ca. I got myself a rower too. I love that machine. I love you. I love this podcast. I love 8.6 beer. I love LaCage. I love all of our sponsors. I love the sick podcast because sick. I'm Marinero. Double shift your best players. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you. <laughs>